0: your week, your sports, the new Clarksville Now podcast. I'm John Glass, along with Jeff Matthews and Christian Brown. It's your week, your sports, with John Glass, Jeff Matthews, and Christian Brown, your local Austin P. High School and National Sports Podcast, brought to you by Clarksville. Now, boys, how are we doing? I'm doing just
1: fine. Jeff, are you ready to dive on in?
2: Oh, yeah. There's a lot of sports that went on this past weekend, so I'm kind of excited to get into it. A lot of fun stuff. We had uh, Major League Baseball
0: opening day kickoff last Thursday. Uh, A lot of stuff going on with Austin P. from tennis. Uh, the softball, baseball, got that Bellarmine series win, yeah, a lot of fun stuff, and then we got high school sports to talk about as well. Uh, did y'all do anything fun this weekend? Anything interesting?
1: I actually was a judge in a all-star game here oh, yeah? in town, oh, there so we go. for the dunk- slam dunk contest during the event, so they held a three-point competition, slam dunk contest, then a girls and boys all-star game, and you know I think that will be. A really good thing for Clarksville moving forward.
0: Yeah, and we're going to get into that and more today. So uh, let's get right into it. Let's talk a little high school player of the week. Rossview's Scotty Dean, Christian.
1: Yeah, so Scotty Dean really just blew up the, the field this, or let's see, it was two weeks ago, rather. So uh, he, Rossview went three and two during the week, uh, during one, games one and two, they obliterated uh, Springfield. Uh, the first game, sixteen to one, in which Scotty Dean had he went two for two with a triple and a home run. Then during game two of the series, uh, Rossview won twenty to five as well. Uh, Scotty also hit a three-run home run that game. Uh, so you know this player is a difference maker for the Hawks.
0: Oh, absolutely love to see that. As a Rossview alum uh, myself, yeah, definitely love to see the Hawks getting off to a good start. Uh, yeah, they defeated Ravenwood 5-4. to four. Uh, They lost the last two games against Summit and Independence. Uh, finished the week pretty strong. Two doubles, two triples, two home runs. Uh, five runs scored. Nine RBIs. Uh, three walks. One hit by pitch. Sack flying. Two stolen bases.
1: Now I want to say this. Cannon Rice was close second player of the week after yeah. throwing a no-hitter with double-digit strikeouts. Uh, giving up one lone run in that Springfield game. Uh, But, you know, Scotty Dean's stats speak for themselves. Tough decisions, man. A lot of good sports here in Clarksville. Tons, man.
2: Yeah. I was about to say, Scotty Dean, you don't make those kind of numbers, and it's really hard to pass that up on a player of the week type caliber because, I mean, those are. Incredible numbers, especially over just a week span of time. I mean, you're talking about five games total for Scotty Dean, and that's where you get these numbers, like you were talking about, finished completely with two doubles, two triples, two home runs. Six I mean,
1: extra base hits. Yeah,
2: six I mean, six extra base hits, and then you talk about the nine RBIs. That's going to be actually the biggest stat for me. As much as I love home runs and I love doubles and I love triples, the biggest thing are having some runs come across the board. Oh, and Scotty Dean, I mean, proven that his bat has allowed really Rossview to Win these games. He has been a sole reason for this win streak that Rossview had. Oh, yeah, and some, again, some
0: of these bigger high schools, too, like getting off to a hot start early in the season, going into April, you know, that's absolutely fantastic looking at district play coming up. So, yeah, you definitely
1: want to see that going. And the thing is about it, too, Parker Holman was telling me, so Scotty was their catcher, I think, full-time last year. He's been dealing with some some somewhat of a thumb problem, so he's having trouble catching. So he's been their full-time shortstop to begin the season. All right. So he, he's really just, you can plug him in anywhere as well in the field. Utility man. Yeah, exactly right. So he's a big difference maker there.
0: Love to see that. So congratulations to Scotty Dean uh, of Rossview for being the player of the week. Uh, you want to move on? Let's go to the uh, all-area team.
1: So all-area team, uh, let's start out with uh, senior forward Eddie Ricks. He was selected to be a part of the team, but also he was selected to be part of the uh, player of the year as well, uh, you know, and the stats speak for themselves. Just like I said previously, uh, average twenty-four points per game, eight, eight rebounds, two assists, three steals, and one block. And when you look at it, there's two things I really look for: his uh, production on each end of the floor, so offensively and defensively. And the stats speak for themselves. You know, it's right there. And uh, so Eddie wasn't the only Clarksville Academy forward that was on this list. Uh, Jock Wyatt was also. Who is uh, committed to, I think it's Southeastern Missouri State to play football. I'll have to double check that. But, you know, this is a two sport athlete. He averaged 11.5 points per game for Clarksville Academy, ranked second in rebounds with four. And then he also averaged two assists and steals per game.
0: For sure, for sure. And, you know, going on down this list, you see a lot of awesome names. Uh, Moving on, we got Aiden Blazowski. Am I pronouncing that right? Senior guard, yes, Aiden, you are. Senior guard, Aiden Blazowski, uh, fifteen p- uh, points per game, four rebounds, thirty percent
2: from threes.
0: Yeah, huge, percent. absolutely.
2: Huge. So that was the, the you said that was Aiden Blazowski, and then you have senior guard Messiah Ward out of Rossview. Yeah, he, he was a part of a twenty-game winning streak for Rossview, which is huge. He averages thirteen points per game, off of three rebounds, as well as three assists. Now, really, the only other person on this list that I'm seeing, and you know, you can definitely tell me if I'm Wrong, maybe, but the only other person that really kind of comes close to the stats of Eddie Ricks is right here with senior guard Nazir Leonard out of Northeast, averaging 22 points per game, six rebounds, two assists, and one steal.
1: You know, in uh, the district or actually regional championship game, uh, Northeast took on, I think it was Rossview, or it may have been district actually, but you know, foul trouble really messed up northeast and Rossi really took advantage of that with Nazir Leonard off the floor. You know, if he's on the floor, he it may have been a different ball game, but it was kind of just too little, too late when he did get in the game and he did find a scoring rhythm. So, he was a huge part of the, that Northeast program. He actually uh, broke Alex Poitras' single game oh, yeah. se- or single game record for Northeast High. So, shout out to Nazir Leonard on a crazy career. Oh, for absolutely. The Eagles.
0: For sure. And wrapping up that list, we got uh, senior guard Caden Pace coming out of West Creek. 12 points a game, three rebounds, three steals. Working, man. Love to see it. And uh, you got to see a lot of uh, those players
1: this weekend, Christian. Yep. Yep. So a couple of them did participate. Uh, Most of them did not. Yeah. But uh, go check out that uh, all area team and really just look at because we touched on some seniors, but there's also some great juniors and there's also one freshman who made the all area team uh Cameron Bowers so go check out that list they honestly deserve the recognition for everything they've accomplished this year but you know with that uh all-star game that happened like I said before you know it's definitely going to be a great thing moving forward for Clarksville because it's just going to keep on giving those players recognition so you and you were saying too they had what it's kind of like NBA
0: all-star game three like dunk contests, three point shots They a had 30 seconds
1: fun. for the three point contest uh, on five racks. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I think as time went by, because they're not used to that kind of competition, they yeah, kind of yeah. wore down at the very end when uh, uh, the final two shooters from each bracket went up against each other. Uh, I'll have to check the names.
0: Not everyone that. can have that Steph Curry stamina. Yeah. yeah. So do you Tell get you like what. one of those uh, did you get those little poster boards where you get to hold up oh, like a 10 yeah. and everything for dunk like that? The
1: contest, yes. Which I'll say this to. There were some high flyers out there. Oh, yeah. Dunking. Amazing.
0: Uh, envious, very envious because I am about 5'8, five, 5'9 five, oh, on well, a good day.
1: that's the thing. The shortest person participating in the event won the whole thing. <laughs> ah, that's so after after dunking over his own teammate who he was competing against. So shout out to Kakari Monday. There you go. Yeah.
2: That's perfect. That's
0: yeah. pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, sticking in high school, too. Let's talk about DJ Merriweather.
2: Yeah, we talked about Eddie the third, a Clarksville Academy teammate for DJ Merriweather, decided to commit to APSU for some baseball action. There we go. He was also Mr. Football Award winner and Mr. Basketball finalist.
1: This guy's an overall athlete. He was actually Mr. Baseball finalist. Sorry about that.
2: Recently just had a game with Clarksville Academy on Saturday against West Vigo, 7-6. Merriweather had five RBIs in that game off of two hits. He also struck out a couple of times as well, but... A huge home run dedicated to DJ Merriweather.
0: Oh, yeah. For, no, five RBIs, two hits, two strikeouts, a home run. I mean, he's going to be a great addition to
1: uh, Fanning's team over at Austin p uh, Here's the real question. I wonder if he could somehow play football for Scotty Walden as well. Because, you know, he lit up. He was a Mr. Football Award winner. You know, that speaks for itself, his versatility. You know, he played quarterback, but what else could he play for? The govs, if he did go that route. But oh, you know,
0: if Scotty Walton has his way and he can find a way in and get him on the football field, he's gonna do it.
2: I think it's a possibility, but it's really hard to do dual sports yeah, in college. I mean, it's a different ball game when you get to the NCAA, For especially sure. a Division One school like Austin P. I mean, there's a lot of things, and there's a lot of move with the football going on right now, especially with rumors that they're gonna make a move to the uh, FCS instead of uh, instead of staying in the FBS. Which I might have that backwards, but. um that's weird, especially for Austin P. Right now, especially bringing big in boys. new talent. So excited, Br- bringing in big boys. On top of that, you're bringing in bigger names. You're going to see those five star recruits start popping up. Maybe there's a lot of weird stuff going on with Austin P. Football in the good sense of things, especially with Scotty Walden also getting that contract extension. Absolutely. I just don't see any. You just don't see many players start doing dual sports in college because usually that's when you're going to start honing in on that one craft that you're wanting to really work work on.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, you see it occasionally, but like you were saying, Jeff, it does take a very special person. And look, it's commitment because you still got to do class, you got study right. hall. You, student, they're student athletes for a reason. Like we, I think we forget that a lot of times. Right. You know, we see them on the gridiron and on the baseball field and whatnot. But students, first. these kids are absolutely killing it. Well,
2: just recently, Princeton—they showed a video during the NCAA tournament. Uh, oh, for basketball. Princeton was sitting there in their hotel room doing calculus homework with each other, trying to help each other out with their homework oh, while they're sitting there waiting for their next game to play. Gosh, couldn't be me. That's one of the reasons why I became a communications
0: major, so exactly. I could get <laughs> out of mathematics. So uh, yeah, that's kind of wrapping up what we got in high school, moving on to Austin P, uh, We had a lot of cool stuff going on, men's golf, women's golf, softball, baseball, tennis. A lot of things happening. Kicking it off, we got uh, the men's golf. They play sixth at the Any Given Tuesday uh, Intercollegiate Tournament. A lot of fun down there in South Carolina, Jeff.
2: Yep, they're over at Polly's Island, South Carolina, between March 27th and 28th. Like you said, sixth place on Indiana Given Tuesday intercollegiate. Reese Britt shot a 213 on the days. Jacob Falk schallert 219. Logan Spurrier, 222. Micah Kinsley, 223. Daniel Love, 230. The Austin Peay men's golf team doing fairly well, but they have one more tournament before they go to the A-Sun Championship. It's uh, the Ernie Denham Classic, actually starting off today in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, actually, from Louisville, Kentucky, I believe they're at the Hermitage Golf Course oh. this week.
0: Looking pretty tough up there.
2: Well, you got to think, this is the Hermitage. This is probably one of the best golf courses in Middle Tennessee right now in any Way. I mean, you might be able to find a couple more scenery courses down uh, in Chattanooga. But I think as far as something that has a a PGA legacy to it, because I don't know if you guys remember, but the LPGA used to host a tournament at... The Hermitage Golf Course for years, and then they finally decided to move on from that course. So it is a PGA level course for the LPGA. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do this week. Uh, I'm not exactly sure who else is going to be at that tournament. I'm assuming most of all of the A Sun will be yeah. there, uh, as well as a few others.
0: Yeah, and the what you know the weather.
2: Yeah, we've had some real finicky weather. It's I mean, just you want to talk about some windstorms, man.
0: Cold, windy. You don't know what you're going to get. And these boys, they're D1 players for right. a reason. Like they know how to adjust. They know how to get things done. So, uh, yeah. And that a Sun Championships coming up in April, the 25th through 27th. Uh, women's golf, though. Women's golf.
2: They are actually a very great team right now. They've gotten. This past tournament, they got fifth at the Bab Steffens Invitational over in DeBary, Florida. Erica Scott shot a two twenty nine. Shelby Peasant, Pleasant shot a two thirty. Uh, Kaylee Campbell shot a two thirty two. Taylor Deadman, who is a kind of a player to watch for Austin Peay, she led the uh, tournament previous to this one for uh, a small little bit. She shot a two thirty three. Katie Foss-Hogg shot a two forty one. Um, and then they have a tournament as well coming up here pretty soon, the Colonel Classic in uh, Richmond, Kentucky.
0: Fifth, fifth, or was it fourth? Uh, this
2: past tournament yeah, yeah, at yeah. the Bab
0: Steffens, they got
2: fifth. Okay, yeah, yeah,
0: you know, way better scores than I can hit.
2: Period. <laughs> Let me tell you, on a weekend, right? That's what on a on a two day or a three day three three day tournament, th- three yeah, day some tournament. Of those, some of those scores, some of those scores are kind of <laughs> in, pretty impressive if you're looking at my scores uh, in comparison.
1: You should check me out on a PGA tour uh, online. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm pretty deadly myself. I have to say so. So, but in real life, not at all.
2: I shot a 151 in a tournament in high school. So, if that gives you any kind of indication of how great I am in golf. Yeah, going low for me is breaking 100. Yeah, Yeah. at least now it is for me.
0: Yeah, no. And like you were saying, next tournament coming up the Colonel Classic, Richmond, Kentucky, and then uh, the Universal Club at Arlington, and then the A Suns coming up here uh, in a couple weeks or next week. Next weekend.
1: A lot of postseason play coming into play here down the stretch of the season. But Austin P, we talked about it last week. Austin
2: P golf team. Huge person to watch for, huge team to watch for the A-Sun, especially this also, this next tournament. They're a great team. They've won, they've placed four times first place in tournaments this season. So yeah. definitely team to watch out for. Definitely going to be a strong contender.
1: You think they have a high expectations for themselves?
2: Absolutely. Taylor Dedman, I said it, uh, the tournament, but previous to uh, the Bab steffens Invitational, Taylor Dedman actually led that tournament in the early stages of it. Able to kind of keep going. She ended up. I want to say she placed uh, seventh in that overall in that tournament at the uh, at the end of it. But wow. a strong player to watch, Austin P. It seemed that they. What I've seen is that they come out really strong on those first days, and then kind of towards the end there, they might give up a few strokes, might see a few people, and that's normal. I mean, you're, you're playing normal. a tournament, walking a tournament, you're going to see some tiredness show up later in your tournaments. So I think that might be one thing that they're going to be trying to work on going into this next one.
0: Oh, absolutely. For sure. You know, and like you were saying that, you know, <laughs> walking 18, none of us like to do that. We all no. take carts, but it is going to help these girls, especially for some of those girls that are going to look to get their pro cards coming out of college. So, yeah, it's a lot. And we, uh, speaking of golf, we actually got the Masters this weekend.
1: That's exciting. Everybody loves the oh, Masters. Oh, I'm you know big what? Masters fan. This time of the year just doesn't, you can't beat it because you yeah. have March Madison immediately the Masters Follow it. That's true. You
2: have March Madness. You have the Masters. And then also, <clears throat> baseball season starts right around the same time. It's always a good thing. You
1: can't yeah. beat it. I'm telling you.
2: Absolutely, for sure. And then moving
0: on, we got uh, softball. Softball, 17-13 and, th- uh, 17 and 13 overall, 5-4 in the con- uh, conference. Uh, they played series against Florida Gulf Coast, Game 1. They won 6 to nothing. 15 hits. Uh, Jordan Benfield struck out eight. Fifth shutout, so hats off that was a great game. Uh Benfield's seventh place uh seventh place career shutout uh nine alongside Lauren DeCastro from uh, 2011 to 2014. So uh yeah, really cool. Game 2 took the Yale, Game 3 took the Yale. Uh tough t- uh tough series against Florida Gulf Coast.
2: Was it a tough series? They were um down in a Florida, I believe for this series. Nothing too surprising, I guess you could say. I mean, just a textbook week for some softball, you know, you ha- you go in, you have a few issues here and there. But really, what you come to find, I mean, with softball and baseball, I mean, you were talking about one or two hits that really changed how things can look here, and those two games, yes, the game number two they lost six to zero, that's a tough one, but game three losing that one five to four, I mean, that really is a hit here or there added on to the governors, and it's you know either a tied ball game or going the other way,
1: for sure, for sure. You know, and that that game was actually for position for fourth in conference <laughs> play as well, so that that was a crucial game for them to. You know, try to pick up, but, you know, it didn't fall in their hands, sadly. But, you know, they'll be back in action shortly.
0: Absolutely. But you know, the boys did not disappoint this weekend. A little slow start. They lost game one against Bellarmine, uh, three game series over the weekend. Uh they lost eight to six, a little heartbreaker. Uh but game two of that doubleheader on Saturday, they took the W six to four and then game three just absolutely exploded in offense in the sixth inning. Fourteen runs, I believe it was in the sixth. Yes. Oh, yeah, no. Harrison Brown had five at-bats, seven RBIs, three hits. Uh We also had three home runs from Garrett Martin, Harrison Brown, and Ambrin Wojtek. Uh Yeah, Clayton Gray, two base steals. Gov totaled 11 strikeouts from three of their pitchers. Zach White got four. Peyton Jula got six. Tyler Hampu got one. Uh They actually ended early because of the run in the seventh inning.
2: Yeah, I found out in college baseball. So, Minor league baseball, major league baseball, there is no such thing as a run rule. You are going to sit there and have to uh take a take the beating as it is. Um but in college ball, what these teams can do is if it's previously decided on between the two coaches, uh it can be a run rule game and usually it goes with 10 after 5. 10, yep. 10 runs after 5 innings. And I think that's really what, I mean that's what happened here. I know Bellerman came back out and Tried to put something together here, but I mean it is so hard to try to come back from a fourteen point inning that the governors displayed. Oh yeah, no.
0: I mean when you it, it's just a hurt to your soul too. It's like a demoralizer a little bit. So I mean, just from the standpoint of looking at the score, just getting back into it after a fourteen run six inning. That's that's kind of tough.
2: Yeah, probably a smart decision there for uh Bellerman. It could have gotten really out of hand had they uh allowed this game to go on much longer.
1: That was a much-needed series for the Govs, too, headed into this next week, getting back into conference play. Yeah, but... Uh, One thing to note real quick, uh, Garrett uh, Martin became the 30th Govs hitter to record 11 home runs in a season. He also reached that mark faster than any Gov in program history in 26 games. So, huge shout-out to Garrett Martin right there for breaking a record in uh, Ossipi history, you know?
0: Yeah, you know the Govs back uh, bouncing back from last week's controversy, and you know it's good to see uh, going through a little adversity, coming back, uh, splitting the two game uh, doubleheader on Saturday, and then winning that rubber match on Sunday. So. You really love to see that uh, with Austin P. And then, uh, yeah, wrapping it up on the college side, we got women's tennis. Uh, they visited Stetson on Friday, got the W 4 uh, 3. Jana Letter, Sophia Bernov and uh, Asa Fontana won singles matches. John Letter and Melody Heft got the doubles win. And then Yu Ha Chang and uh, Asia Fontana
2: got the doubles win. So,
1: yeah. Great weekend no. for women's tennis as well you know
2: yeah and then looking over also they played florida gulf coast uh also later on in the weekend and then if you're looking at the singles matches janna letter had uh she got a win over emma Bardet out of florida gulf coast and then denise tory elba took down fanny norin uh, melody hefty took down isabella kolomarenez and then sophia burnov uh, was defeated excuse me by jordana ossa and then we're also looking uh Chang Yu Hao uh, was defeated by Ida Ferding. And then lastly, Asia Fontana was defeated by Alba Ratorio. So Austin Pete did get the loss here on this game. Four to three was the final score against Florida Gulf Coast. If you're looking at the singles matches, which is what I was just talking about, excuse me, I'm going to go over to the doubles now. Um, Asia Fontana and Yu Hao Chang, they lost their match uh, six to four. Denise Torrielba and Sofia Baranov lost their match six to four as well. But Jaina Letter and Melody Hefty did win their match six to four. So Austin P seeing a little bit of success in the doubles game. Um would like to see obviously a lot of those singles matches come back up as they head over into their next match.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely for sure. But you know, <clears throat> Austin P still killing it. They're doing a lot of fun stuff in the A still getting those adjustments in moving over there. Uh, You love to see it. A busy, busy week coming up, too, with a lot of sports going on.
2: Yeah, tennis is uh, taking on Central Arkansas coming up on this Thursday at 11 a.m. They're actually going to be at Central Arkansas, so they're going to be on the road for the week. Yep. Yeah,
0: you definitely love to see that. And then, uh, yeah, we can move on to our national stories, which are talking about baseball opening day.
2: Beautiful baseball opening day. That's some great weather. Yeah. Atlanta Braves versus Washington Nationals. We'll start off with my Bravos. Yeah. They had a three game series. Game one went to Atlanta 77 to two. Game three went to Atlanta 7 to one. Game three was Washington's four to one. The big story coming out of all of this was Max Fried didn't end up with a hamstring injury on opening day and, um, Manager for the Atlanta Braves, Brian Snicker, did believe that he's going to end up being put on injury uh, list.
1: Ooh, that is a tough one. So he's getting
2: put on the IL. Correct. He's getting put on the IL. 15 or what? what? They don't know yet. They don't know. I'll say this, you know. Which makes me think it's bad. Yeah. But then it also makes me think it's not.
1: Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. You know, the thing about the Braves organization is they have such a unique depth at the starting pitching position. Yeah. You know, you have just so many guys in their system who can really make a difference at that major league level already. Yeah. And, you know, you're seeing it with, uh, I forgot who started game three against Washington, but I, I believe he was a rookie. And, you know, he came out and performed really well for them. And a four to one win.
2: Well, the person that's so coming up and we're going to get to this here in a little yeah. bit. Uh, Braves are going to be playing St. Louis for the next series that actually starts tonight. They believe that the starting pitcher is going to be Charlie Morton, who's done really well. He is not the rookie. legend, dude. Charlie. Yeah. And Jake Woodford for the Cardinals. He's a young guy. Got a lot of
0: talent. That's kind of the M.O. for a lot of the Cardinals lineup right now. It's young, young, young
2: fun. Were you talking about Dylan Dodd? Yes. No. So, <laughs> I just had to pull that one up. He actually is younger than me. Oh gosh! How does that make you feel? Not too bad. No. <laughs> All of these guys. Three of these are actually. Man. Okay. Now that's, I feel bad. That's what I'm saying. They're, three of these they're, guys they're, are younger than me. They're yeah, very 30, unique. Dude. What do you? So position? I'm I'm 25 years old. I was born in 97. So Spencer Strider, Dylan Dodd, and Jared Schuster. Schuster, all that's, of which awesome. uh, Schuster is who yeah. you were talking about. So Schuster, well, he's currently in the minors, so he might have gotten pushed back down hmm. um, after his performance. If if, well, if he got a loss, maybe. Well, but he, all three of those guys born in '98, Kyle Wright was the is the closest to me born in '95.
1: That's
0: crazy. It's awesome. So yeah, no, uh, St. Louis Cardinals, uh, which you can catch on ESPN in Clarksville, all the games outside of when they're playing. In accordance with Austin P. Yeah, no, they had a great weekend against Toronto. A lot, a lot of runs being scored. Kicking off the first game um, on Thursday, ten to nine. It was it was a heartbreaker for my Cardinals, um, but a lot of really cool stuff happening. Uh, Brendan Donovan really showing off his power this weekend. He got three hits on uh, three hits on Thursday, lead off home run on Sunday, uh, and then you had Nolan Gorman. The twenty-one uh, year old two home runs on Sunday. Cardinals really tore into Toronto. Uh they won on Sunday. It was nine to four. Got at him early. Uh, just a lot of really cool stuff happening over in St. Louis. Yeah.
2: I will say this with Austin P scoring twenty five runs, it's hard to say nine to five or nine to four is a big game after Austin P <laughs> drops. A huge one on Bellarmine. But yes, you are right. That's a pretty big score right there for St. Louis. They're looking really strong. Um, it'll be interesting to see their pitching and if it lasts the whole season. So
0: with St. Louis right now, I think kind of what what a lot of us fans are kind of concerned about is starting pitching. You know, you, right. have, you have Adam Wainwright starting out on the I.L. Which, I mean, yeah, that's I mean, never 40, a good thing. I mean, 42, like Mr. Nolan Ryan over there just trying to way in there for one last season. He actually sung the national anthem on Thursday. I saw that. I yeah. didn't know if it was real. Oh, he he's releasing his little country album. For real. Is it yeah. really?
1: I don't know if he's releasing his country album, but I he, mean, he, he should. it he sounds pretty, pretty
2: good. <laughs> good. Yeah, he, I was about to say, he sang and it sounded decent. Like, like, I mean,
1: it wasn't bad. I, think, I don't think his teammates knew what was happening either, because they I looked they oh, like, so confused.
0: Yeah, a couple of them were actually... So Wayno actually went and told, uh, I think it was start Jordan Montgomery and uh, one of the other backup catchers, he was saying, he was like, yeah, I was going to have my uh, musical partners because I think he plays like little jam band stuff on the side. Yeah. He went and told them, he was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have them kind of sing the national anthem and then went out there and started laying the pipes out there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it started off a great season to the major league. Thank goodness, you know, you heard about Charlie Morton and what happened.
2: Yeah, Max yeah, Fried got hurt. Max, but, Max Freed, yeah, yeah but not Charlie Morton's you're pitching good tonight. We talked about him. Yeah, <laughs> Max
0: Freed, Max Fried pitching got that hamstring. Luckily for the Cardinals, Wilson Contreras uh, avoided disaster when Jordan Hicks threw a 104 mile an hour fastball, hit him right on the knee. Uh, Never feels good, by the way. No, had to leave the game. It was contusion. Uh, He missed Saturday's game, but was back in the lineup on Sunday. Actually got a couple of hits. Tried to steal base too, so that's a good sign
2: sign for the Cardinals. Well, let's talk, I I really want to bring this up real quick because it seemed like there was, and I don't want to say there was a lot, but I will say there was a number of injuries that happened on opening day. So I talked about Max freed Contreras like you were talking about and then on top of that the Mets pitcher Justin Verlander also injured on his pitching shoulder low-grade muscle strain is what they are saying is his diagnosis I believe he's gonna be put on the 15 IL day and they're gonna try to take another look at him coming I think they said in about a week they're gonna take another look at his shoulder it's just, you hate to see big injuries, or even uh, any injuries for that matter, happen on opening day. I mean, everybody's looking forward to this. Everybody's been training for this. But then it kind of goes into the thought process of like, man, is conditioning not going well for some of these teams? Well, you know how
0: Vrabes likes to say that soft tissue injury, not doing enough in the offseason. No, I
2: mean, it's just like And it, that's part of the reason why I bring it up is because I know Rabel yeah. has been making mention of...
0: Bad or poor call
2: conditioning. It, calling out a couple, of little softies on the field,
0: or what he likes to call, he calls these soft tissue injuries. But yeah, no, dude, the Mets, Mets fans cannot catch a break, and they are Man. just tortured mentally as it is. Well, as a Braves to, fan, I feel bad. Well, Edwin Diaz in the World
1: Baseball Classic. Yeah, that's exactly out what I was for thinking. this season. You uh, know, it doesn't really matter what time frame or like time of the year they're playing because Brendan Nimmo also got hurt in spring training, just sliding into second base. So. Yeah. That's three injuries to starters right there. So, and then one more
2: thing about, um, I'm going to kind of wrap this, one more news thing about the Braves. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll be done on it. Um, Charlie Culberson, a huge Braves player in the past five years or so, uh, left Atlanta, his contract was up, ended up getting signed with, I believe, the Cubs um, before Dansby Swanson left over there. But Charlie Culberson gets signed back to Atlanta, so he is actually going to be on assignment in uh, Gwinnett coming up this week, which I know a lot of Braves fans are super excited about because Charlie Culberson Almost identical to Dansby Swanson, his appearance. And then on top of that, uh, just a great ball player. He plays third base and outfield. He's a utility player for uh, the Braves. So oh, uh, is, if, if that turns out well, I'll, I'll be pretty happy.
0: I'm, I'm super excited. You know, it's going to be an absolutely fun season. It's going to be a fun series right now, too. You, Cardinals, you saw with their offensive power, especially right. with youngsters, like uh, Jordan Walker. Right. The 20-year-old kid did not lose the pressure. Um Yeah, no, uh, Jordan Walker, he absolutely just demolished the ball. I think his average off-the-bat speed was like 103 miles an hour. Kid is ready to shine. A lot of people wanted to keep him down, but a lot of fans were like, no, Zalek, we got to get him up there.
1: Didn't Goldschmidt even tell uh, the front office staff that he thought Jordan Walker was ready?
0: I mean, yeah, like the kid overcame adversary, uh, adverse, adversity
2: anniversary Adversi- anniversary
0: anniversary <laughs> adversity got words you know they're hard sometimes uh, you know during spring training had a little shoulder injury yep. had adversity Ollie Marmal, the manager for the Cardinals that was one of his things where, that he talked about with him that made him make his decision to bring him on that opening day lineup and uh, I think it's going to be great Cardinals like I was saying that starting pitching I think they got to go out and get a uh, nice little starter there's rumors that people want to get uh, Shohei Watani before <laughs> his free agency coming up in next season That'll so it'll cost
1: you an arm and a leg though so, it's so gonna cost we'll, you, it's, we'll, we'll find
0: out it's going to cost you an arm and a leg either way do you just want to get the rights to him before the season ends or do you want
2: to get weighted out i mean it's also going to cost him however much a baseball classic costs cuz you
1: have to think the about the dude
2: all, so. the dude showed out at the yeah. baseball classic so he he's what
0: the uh I, I i don't like this comparison he's the Babe Ruth of this generation no, I don't like that one. No,
1: a, well, lot of people, a lot
0: of people say that hitter pitcher. But, you know, Babe, he only pitched for—Babe was the
1: first of his kind. He only pitched for the first—Babe only pitched for the first— Shohei's the first too. of his kind, if you really look at it from an international standpoint as well. From the
2: international—yes. Y-
1: There's never been anything like Shohei, in my opinion, when you look at the depth of his pitch. I mean, I don't know. In you ever, addition, you ever seen Bartolo
0: Colon or Is Adam Wade White seen, uh, swing a bat?
1: I have, which is the most beautiful side I've ever seen for Bartolo. I, think uh, I can't Bart- speak on Wainwright. I think
0: it took Bartolo around like 30 seconds or more to get around the bases, something like that. Something crazy. It's a jog. It
2: was a- he got his first home run three or four years ago.
1: You have to give credit to Shohei, though. Uh, that's all. No, no, that's I, my I, no, no, no. Shohei ever
2: taking, absolutely can't, fantastic. Can't take anything away from Shohei Otani, but I think that... I don't know. I don't know. Really know how I feel about it. I just don't think we hold him. I don't know if we can hold him up to a pedestal that high yet.
1: Just wait till I think a couple years down the road, he may get some hardware on his on his trophy. See, and that's what I'm
2: saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, we got to see. Case. Like, okay, winter the baseball classic. That's cool. And yes, he is a hitter, and he's also a pitcher, which is really cool and love to watch, and he's fun to watch. But also in Major League Baseball, win some pennants, win some
1: series. It's, it's kind of different though in baseball in my opinion because it's hard to craft these super teams that happen in the NBA and sometimes in the NFL as well. Uh you look at Angels management side of things. Dude, they just don't a, that know. that is so tough with what Sho, they've been doing. Shohei threw six or <clears> five <throat> scoreless innings with ten, 10 strikeouts. Yeah. And they still went still, on to lose 2 to 1 to Oakland. To Oakland. Yeah. So, who has the least expensive payroll in all of baseball? So, I mean So that speaks volumes of what what are they doing there? this it's, has
0: been a running theme though with the angels with the, yeah, yeah. Well, i mean mike Trout, a lot of people have argued that mike trout's career has been wasted i agree with the angels i am
2: on that team i'm on that team but he's on the extension though
1: yeah he loves it he loves it there
2: yeah but you know? he's not as i don't think he he's a huge player he's mike trout um but man i just don't think he has i don't think his talent is being used to the best of his ability in a in uh with the angels
0: yeah but that was the weekend wrapping up with uh baseball it was a fun time so uh yeah we're gonna move on just kind of wrapping it up we'll talk about minor league players so, getting paid getting paid getting finally. medical getting year-round pay finally justice for minor league players better a lot
1: transportation of better
0: transportation uh they struck a deal with the major league to uh kind of rectify some of the stuff that
2: yeah. Well, it might really help with, uh, you know, one thing um, I believe when uh, any time a team comes here to Nashville to play against the Nashville sounds. Yeah. Uh, do you know where they stay? Where? I believe they stay at the Ronald McDonald house. Oh,
0: well, hopefully we can get them in like the W or the Ritz or something
2: like that downtown. I mean, maybe a little something, something. I don't know. But I mean, it's just that or was all not holiday in or something at least. Something with the continental breakfast. Yes. Um, and they might get that. Who knows? But, you know, this is such a good thing for minor league baseball because I think of it as you start somebody out paying them a small amount of money. Not a small amount, obviously, but I mean, more, more than what I have seen. But these guys, they're going to take this and they're going to be able to kind of put it towards, like you said, traveling, making sure they're going to games. When they need to be at the games. Yeah, these guys
0: don't have to work second jobs as much. At least some of the upper echelon guys being able to get into it. Uh it, It's absolutely a great thing. People have been uh, clamoring about this for a
1: long time. And uh yeah, I think the justice is finally served. And it's going to make a difference for a lot of athletes that came out of either Austin Peer or these Clarksville high schools as well. So just for example, Jack Alexander, you know, yeah. so. I think we'll we'll touch more on that next episode. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And we'll get into that. Yeah. We're we'll, we're gonna dive into that.
0: We'll dive into that. Dive into uh, a little Titans stuff too, because rumor around the uh, NFL is that Titans are looking to get into that third pick from Arizona.
2: When are they willing to give up for it?
0: Uh, probably seven or eight futures. Better not be Derrick Henry. Um, and <laughs> that's the one thing. Christian Anything knows... but getting rid of Derrick. Yeah, and Christian knows how I feel about uh, what they might try to if pick for that third they pick. they gave
1: up uh, a 20th pick to the Eagles last year for A.J. Brown, I think anything's possible.
2: We'll have to wait and see what yeah, we'll we talk about that. next week. For sure. So,
0: uh, yeah, for John Glass with Jeff Matthews and Christian Brown, this is your week, your sports.